0: COVID-19, are you as sick of this as I am? The masks, the social distancing, the lockdowns, the curfews? The curfews in the United States of America? And all the people that have rolled over and they're just taking it? And the businesses that have been shuttered and closed forever? Lives turned upside down economically? Health? Health? has been jeopardized because of all this to the point where some have committed suicide. Let me read to you something that one of our founders, the great Benjamin Franklin, once said. He said, those who would give up essential liberty to purchase a little temporary safety deserve neither liberty nor safety. I'll repeat that those who would give up essential liberty to purchase a little temporary safety deserve neither liberty nor safety and yet there are many many cheering these lockdowns these curfews these social the social distancing cheering it because they believe this is what's necessary to bring about a great reset And that's what we're going to talk about in this special edition of Hidden Headlines, Faith, Family, Freedom. Welcome, everyone, to Hidden Headlines, episode number 76. I'm Brian Sussman. More on me at briansussman.com. Well, let's talk about COVID-19 and the lockdowns and the anxiety. There's an organization called the World Economic Forum. They're a bunch of global elitists, very wealthy individuals, very influential individuals who are part of the World Economic Forum. And the WEF says this, the world must act jointly and swiftly to revamp all aspects of our societies and economies from education to social contracts and working conditions. Every country from the United States to China must participate And every industry from oil and gas to tech must be transformed. In short, we need a great reset of capitalism. Now, I'm continuing. This is an article from the World Economic Forum, and it goes on to say this. Are you ready? There are many reasons to pursue a great reset, but the most urgent is COVID-19. So when you hear how the world's elite are looking at this virus, anyone, I would, I would hope with an inquisitive mind, We'll have to wonder, at least for a moment, was this virus from China purposefully concocted in a lab and intentionally introduced into the atmosphere and therefore global society? You know, when you ask most people where do viruses come from, they draw a blank. They have no idea. Viruses essentially are vectored into the atmosphere almost magically. So if that's how a normal virus enters the atmosphere and therefore society, infecting people? What about one that's concocted by a communist country that has plans to take over the world? Why couldn't that be possible? And you know, just for saying something like that, you could be censored in this day and age. So continuing. There will be long-term consequences, they say, COVID-19, they predict, will bring about serious long-term consequences for economic growth, public debt, employment, and human human well-being. Moreover, unemployment is skyrocketing in many countries. In the United States, for example, one in four workers have filed for unemployment since mid-March. And, of course, what this is doing to our national debt is just astounding. They even take this to this next level. This is is just a couple sentences later, later. They're saying COVID-19 will exacerbate the climate crisis and the social crisis that were already underway. Left unaddressed, these crises, together with COVID-19, will deepen and leave the world even less sustainable, less equal, and more fragile. Quote, we must build entirely new foundations for economic and social systems and populations will have to overwhelmingly show a willingness to make sacrifices. Clearly, the will to build a better society does exist. We must use it to secure the great reset that is needed so badly. To do that, we will require stronger and more effective governments. In other words, heavy-handed control. Can I tell you something? As you know, as a listener to Hidden Headlines... The government here in the United States of America was, was created to defend personal freedom, not take it away. Defend it. Life, liberty, pursuit of happiness. Pursuit of happiness is the pursuit of property. Protect those things and protect us from enemies, uh, foreign and domestic. But they see government as, a, as an instrument to bring about heavy-handed control to control our lives. They go on to talk about some of the uh, components of the Great Reset. The first would steer the market, market towards fairer outcomes, fairer outcomes. They go on to talk about equity, equitability. See, it used to be equality. We want equality. I'm, I'm all for equality. I'm all for... Here, here's how I view equality. You have the same opportunity I do to make it in this life. I've met people who were born in the projects, both black and white and brown, born in the projects, and they said, the hell with this. I'm going to make something of myself. I'm not going to take government handouts. I'm going to make something of myself. And they and they did. And likewise, I've seen people born um, to to wealth, born in wealthy families. And they crapped up their life so fast I met a guy recently who was, uh, I was at my, uh, we were, there was somebody doing work at my house. And uh, I, I perceived this guy was a new immigrant. He was, his English was actually pretty good. But during a moment where we were just waiting for some things to take place, I said, are you an immigrant to this country? He didn't know where I was going with this. And he said, yes. And I said, well, I said, my family immigrated to the United States as well. And so he asked a few questions about my family. He was probably maybe 20, maybe 20 years old. Really sharp young man. Um, He was Hispanic, I'm guessing Mexican. And I said, you know, the United States is a pretty great country. He goes, it is a great country. This is in his, you know, fairly decent English. He said, it is a great country. And he said, the interesting thing about this country is, you can, and it, forgive me, I'm going to use, I'm going to tell you exactly what he told me, okay? He said, you can either fuck up your life or make something yourself. He said it's an amazing country. In other words, we, we are, this country gives everyone an equal opportunity to make something yourself or in his language, totally F it all up. That's equality, But now what the government wants is equity. Equity is taking from you and giving to them. Oh, the queen of equity is Kamala Harris. Oh, she's talked a lot about this. Taking from some, giving to, taking what some people have and giving it to others. And that is part of the goal of the Great Reset. So during the COVID crisis, I continue to read here, Companies, universities, and others have joined forces to develop diagnostics, therapeutics, and possible vaccines, establish testing centers and mechanisms for tracing infections, and deliver telemedicine. Imagine what could be possible if similar concerted efforts were made in every sector, which gets us to the vaccine. I believe the vaccine will end up becoming more important than a passport. You won't be able to travel on a plane unless you can prove that you have had the vaccine. You won't be able to work in certain environments if you, unless you've had the vaccine. Maybe even going to school will require a vaccine. Continuing, the COVID-19 crisis represents a rare but narrow window of opportunity to reflect, reimagine, and reset our world to create a healthier, more equitable, and more prosperous future. So again, I just want to emphasize this Great Reset is not, it's not out there on the fringe. These aren't people wearing uh, tinfoil caps. This is Apple. This is Microsoft. Facebook, IBM, Ikea, Lockheed Martin, Ericsson, Deloitte. These are partners with the World Economic Forum who have all agreed that we need a great reset. We should always be careful before writing off these people as nuts. You know, it matters that some of the world's richest and most powerful people are so interested in resetting the way you live. There's a book written by the world economic founder, Klaus Schwab, and it's called The Great Reset. It's called The Great Reset. And in this particular book... The elites consider themselves transnationalists, becomes very clear. They, they don't have a nation. They're not Americans or Germans or whatever. They're transnationalists. In other words, they're beyond borders. And in fact, they envision a world without borders, except for one country. One country, China. For some reason, they'll essentially allow the Chinese to do Whatever they want. But these transnationalists, and again, I don't quite understand all of that with China. But, and I don't think see, they're underestimating China. These are communists who have a plan to take over the world. It's a 100 year plan. 2049, they want to dominate the world transnationalists have little need for national loyalty. Well, for them, they've got all the money, they've got all the prestige, they've got their own influence, power, so to speak. They view national boundaries as obstacles that they see vanishing. And they're happy for that. Look at the European Union. Those boundaries essentially mean nothing for those countries. And they see national governments as as residues from the past, whose only useful function is to facilitate global operations. I'm reading here from that book, The Great Reset, the absolute prerequisite for a proper reset is greater collaboration and cooperation between and within countries. So that's, that's the Great Reset. And really, when you look at it closely, it's a sort of fascism. Now, the original fascist project was in Italy and Germany prior to World War II. It was all about a merger of state and business. That's why you have major corporations involved in this Great Reset. It was a merger of state and business. That's fascism. But it has certainly elements, prominent elements, of socialism and communism. Communism envisions a takeover of businesses and industries by the government. Fascism allows for a certain amount of corporate enterprise. But again, communism sees a takeover of businesses and industry by the government as being necessary, which theoretically acts, they, they, they believe, in the interests of the people. Fascism is all about using the state to protect and advance the interests of The wealthy elite, the the middle class gets crushed in fascism, but the wealthy elite are able to maintain their wealth, their prestige, their influence, etc. You see, first and foremost, the Great Reset is designed to destroy American capitalism. This is why they hate Donald Trump. Donald Trump is a businessman who forever, you can can go back and see the tapes on YouTube. Oprah, Larry King, Howard Stern. He was on those programs countless times. And he always spoke about how inefficient and absurd the federal government was. And, And all of these people, Oprah, Larry King, Howard Stern, The Tonight Show, right on down the line, they all asked him, Donald, are you thinking of running for president? They wanted him to run for president. Donald Trump was like that person you've had conversations with many times over the years. Perhaps you're even this person who per, who heard about some inane, redundant government regulation and blurted out. Can I I'm gonna, I'm just going to say it the way Donald Trump probably said it. Why the F doesn't somebody stop them from doing this S? Do you know what I'm saying? There, there are those people who just say it like it is. Why the F doesn't somebody stop them from doing this S? Because as a businessman, he looked at some of this stuff. I mean, as a builder, he had to abide by certain regulations, which he saw as kooky, stupid. And that's why as President of the United States of America, he, has gotten, he got rid of regulation after regulation after regulation to make government somewhat more efficient. But now with a puppet like Joe Biden... The elites. Oh, boy, what the elites can do with a Joe Biden. They could replace American enterprise with a planned economy. A planned economy. This has always been the goal of even the global warming movement because the global warming crisis was concocted in order to further the opportunity for a great reset. In chapter 3 of my book Eco Tyranny, and again I wrote two books on this. Nowadays everybody writes a book. Everybody has a book, and as a result their books aren't widely read because they're just the market's been flooded with books. But these books were written in 2010 and 2012, and I had a lot of national exposure. And as a result, the books rocketed, just absolutely rocketed to top 10 on Amazon.com. I had enough sales, of course, to be on the New York Times bestseller list, but God forbid they would have a book that is debunking global warming on that list, so I never made it. Similar to what they're doing now with censorship. Oh, my my best videos at YouTube have all been deleted. So I'm over at Rumble. Check me out, Brian Sussman. Just all one word, Brian Sussman at rumble.com. You can see two of my videos there that have been deleted from YouTube. My stuff on Facebook has been censored for years. I got so sick of Twitter that I finally parted ways with them. Censorship is another thing that they're doing and using to further their goals. But in Chapter 3 of my book, Eco-Tyranny, The chapter is entitled Unveiling the Agenda. I write, in 1972, the UN held the world's first environmental conference in Stockholm. The theme, only one Earth, only one Earth. In June 1972, representatives from 113 countries, hundreds of non-governmental organizations and thousands of media outlets assembled in Sweden to change the world, only one Earth. From the get-go, I write, the rhetoric was impetuous. Mrs. Indira Gandhi, her husband was the Gandhi, a man who, by the way, espoused a type of Fabian socialism, opened the conference stating, quote, it is clear that the environmental crisis which is confronting the world will profoundly alter the future of our planet. It's evident to all. The global warming crisis. The former U.N. secretary, and by the way, former Nazi official, true, the U.N. secretary at that time was Kurt Waldheim, a former Nazi official, hit the podium, and he used his bullying speaking style to proclaim, the iron rule remains, our world is one, inseparable and interdependent. It is a world that is threatened by the impact of man's unplanned, selfish, and ever-growing activities. But aside from the ecological balderdash, I write, the conference's declaration, crafted, crafted under Maurice Strong's supervision, clearly stated what the conference was really all about, social progress. Let me read this for you. Industrialized countries should make efforts to reduce the gap between themselves and developing countries. Kind of like equity, isn't it? Continuing, a point has been reached in history when we must shape our actions throughout the world with a more prudent care for the environmental consequences. To achieve this environmental goal will demand acceptance of responsibility by citizens and communities and by enterprises and institutions at every level, all sharing equitably in common efforts. The declaration, I write, was nothing more than socialism cleverly cloaked in an ecological wrapper. Reduce the gap between the rich and poor. Shape our actions by surrendering to nature. Demand the acceptance of responsibility through heavy-handed government regulations and laws. It was a corrupted prescription, I write, written with the goal to one day infect America. You see, friends, this is another reason why they hate Trump. Trump knows that in the United States, this is a man who travels all over the world. He's got properties all over the world. Our air in the United States is the cleanest of any industrialized country, period. And Trump knows that green technologies like windmills, which, by the way, always need a fossil fuel backup ready to go when the wind is too light or too strong. They always need natural gas as a backup and solar on a cloudy day or night <laughs> you need natural gas backup for solar as well they are highly inefficient so that fool that's driving around in the one hundred thousand dollar tesla who says no i'm i'm running on solar i'm running on wind that's baloney what happens on a cloudy day i'm running on solar that's solar on top of my house Oh, wind, we got the wind farm just down the street. Pacific Gas and Electric says a certain amount of my, my energy comes from wind. Yeah, well, when it's too windy or not windy enough, you're not getting any wind power. And on a cloudy day or at night, you're not getting any solar. Oh, but I got my Tesla, it costs $100,000. And I'm driving around on my five dollars or $6,000 bicycle now that's, that's uh, battery-powered. This is crazy. And I've got my hardwood floors, which I love, But I'm all for against cutting down the trees. This is stupid. (laughs) Oh, gosh. Trump knows that we have developed technologies to extract fossil fuels in a responsible way. And in the process, under his leadership, by the way, we are no longer dependent on radical Muslim nations for a large sector of our energy needs. That means a lot to me. How about to you? This is why the left will do anything possible, has done everything possible to prevent a Trump second term. And that's why foreign actors have been involved in the plan to keep him from another four years. You see, despite all the hype, really and truly, when you sit somebody down, despite all the hype, in most parts of the country, it's kind of tough here in San Francisco where people are so well-programmed. But in most parts of the country, most people don't believe there's a global warming problem because they're not seeing the proof. Despite what the left will tell you, there are not more hurricanes. In fact, the data from the National Hurricane Center indicates that there are no more hurricanes today than there were over 100 years ago. There are not more tornadoes. Is it warmer? Well, how about this? In the United States of America, since 1940, there's actually been a decrease in temperature. I'll repeat that. In the United States of America, using our oldest weather, lo- uh, weather temperature recording stations, there has actually been a decrease in temperature. Oh, but they don't want to hear that. Don't tell them you're a global warming. Don't tell that to your global warming friend because they'll say you're lying. You can't say that. Put that on social media they'll sense you. It's true. Read my book Climate Gate, it's in there. Good night. The global warming charade hasn't quite caught on like they thought it would. So they found something better. A pandemic. It's a pandemic totally promoted by the media, enforced by politicians and bureaucrats, and sucked up by useful idiots worldwide. Masks, social distancing, banning corporate gatherings, including churches. Oh, this experiment has worked out so well. It's, it's phase one of the Great Reset, my friends. And I'm not going along with the program. In a recent uh, social media post, I wrote this. I just returned from a walk on the beach. This was on Facebook, a Brian Sussman show. Despite the fact that I'm throttled there, uh, occasionally I do get a little traction. And this was one of those posts that, for whatever reason, got some traction. I guess I wasn't using keywords that they were searching for. I'm not sure. But anyway... Thousands and thousands and thousands of people read this. I just returned from, a, and, and, and about a thousand people commented on it as well. I just returned from a walk on the beach. It's a delightful, sunny day in my part of California. Sunny with a gentle westerly breeze blowing in from the Pacific Ocean. The beach I was on is a half mile long and in some spots 100 yards deep. All tallied. There may have been 200 others on the beach with me. So again, half mile long, about 100 yards deep, 200 people. That's that's not a lot of people. Given the amount of shoreline, that's not many people. I write. Plus, given that the Pacific is the Earth's largest body of water, and the air was flowing in off the ocean, I think we could argue this was the purest air on the planet. And yet, what did I see? COVID insanity. There was a group of 30-something women seated in a circle on low beach chairs, carefully socially distanced, about 10 feet apart. They were about 30 yards from the water's edge, by the way. And they were wearing masks. There was the mom walking at the edge of the water with her infant. Both were wearing masks. This is something that just tears me up when I see little little infants. They're growing up not seeing people's faces. I think that that's got to impact you in some way, shape, or form in your development. We're we're meant to see an entire face. There was a five or six year old child wearing a wetsuit splashing around in the breakwater with a wet mask on. I'm not kidding. I saw two 20 something women with masks talking 10 years, 10 yards from the water. They were holding to go coffee cups and wore masks. Of course, they slipped off the masks below their chins every time they took a sip. I witnessed a jogger running in the hard, wet sand adjacent to break, breathing in oxygen through a mask. And then there were this is this was the craziest. There were young ladies playing doubles beach volleyball, and they were darn good, too. None were wearing masks, but I couldn't help notice that after each point, the scoring duo would trade virtual high fives. Never mind that they've been touching the same ball complete with sweat and droplets of spittle. But when it came to a congratulatory high five, they had to pretend. Come on, people. And then at the nearby restaurant on the beach I saw dozens of people having lunch outdoors maskless close together at tables while people walked on the nearby sidewalk with masks on Friends I write this is not science based pro- covid precaution this is blindly accepting the new government mandate social behavior designed to test how easily it is to control the masses and it seemed to be working very well this is insanity so here we are in hidden headlines, masks, curfews, social distancings, businesses wrecked, lives turned upside down, people so despondent, so depressed, they're actually taking their own lives. I will tell you right now, you have to wonder, at least anyone with a curious mind has to wonder, was this virus vectored into the atmosphere by China because they have a lot to gain by getting rid of Donald Trump. Anything to beat Donald Trump and bring in Joe Biden. But mention that on social media and you're slapped with another curtailment of liberty. Free speech. The Great Reset. Count me out. How about you? Brian Sussman Hidden Headlines Faith Family Freedom Thank you for listening If you enjoyed this Please share it With someone else I make no money From these broadcasts And I I plan to keep it that way You can follow me At BrianSussman.com Also at Rumble.com Brian Sussman All one word Or Now at Parler at Parlor, My handle, at Brian Sussman, all one word. Thanks for joining me. God bless you. And join me, please, in fervently praying that God will save this nation. Oh, Lord, please come soon. We need you now more than ever. Amen.